Hi, and welcome to Storytime with Rabbi Yitzhi Herbs. Hi, everyone. I am your host, Rabbi Yitzhi Herbs, together with... Me, Yossi, his sidekick! Yay! To send much-needed donations to JRoot Radio, the address is JRoot Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. Uh, j Radio can be found on Naki Radio, and it also can be found on j And at 712-432-2444. And that is 712-432-2444. You can call in at 718-506-9099, and you could uh, also follow the archives by following the menu at the end of the show, if you would like to call in to tell us what you learned. So the number is 718-683-5858. Of course, uh, if you would like to text in for information about how to sponsor a program or to advertise, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. Also, if you would like to text in a story suggestion with all its details, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. If you are interested in hiring Rabbi Yitzhi for either live storytelling or storytelling on Zoom, uh, and or if you want to hire Rabbi Yitzhi to do his famous Kayach from the Moyer show, uh, uh, you know, uh, or you're interested in information on how to learn martial arts lessons or Qigong energy exercises, or if you're interested in art lessons or anything of that nature, you know, uh, for more information, call 718-375-1294. The number again is 718-375-1294. Rabbi Yitzhi's CDs are in most stores, and if you have a CD that is not in the store, you can call the 718 number 375-1294 to ask for uh, the current list to be faxed or uh, emailed. Rabbi Yitzhi books are also on sale in stores also at your local farmer store. Okay, hope you don't mind that I did all that. No, it's quite alright, so I guess we could go straight to the story now. Okay, so before I go on to the story that I have, you really have a good story? Yes, I do. We'll get to that in a minute. But I just want to tell you that um, this uh, story is sponsored as a Rafur Shalema for Chaim Yosef Tzvi ben Sarah Miriam, for Esther Bas Chayerechel, and for Meir Tzvi ben Sarah Liba. Uh, you know, that's the sponsorship I got. Okay, now I'm ready to tell the story. <laughs> okay, where'd you get this one from? Well, it's a very interesting story. Mendy Z sent me this story. Oh, Mendy Z. Uh-huh, and? Well, anyways, you know me. I know, I know. You like to check out the story to see if it's written somewhere, if it's anything or whatever, and so on and so forth, right? Yes, that's what I like to do. I like the story very much because it's a tremendous story that shows Hashgacha Pratias. And also, it, it, it shows that, you know, like it reminds everybody that not everything seems to be the way they are. And when a situation seems gloomy and uh, blah, doesn't mean it's blah, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Right. So, therefore, uh, that's why I like the story. But I research and I research and... You know, there's a lot of machlaikas here because, you know, first of all, it has to do with a certain oven, which we'll get to in the story. I don't want to give it away. And I did research on it, and it doesn't match what's in the story. Um, and, um, you know, there's a lot of things that don't match in the story. And uh, just that the concept is great. So I would kind of say it's like a historical fiction. Oh, so the story's probably not true. I don't think it's true. No, and this one I could say right out straight that I don't think it's true because um, when I research the things, they don't match. They just don't match. And I think even the names that he gave are not the real names of people because if what he said they invented and so on and so forth, uh, it doesn't match, so there's something wrong, right? 
Ow! Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. Well, for example, some things were invented in um, 1945, some in 1917, first versions of it, whatever it is, you know, and, uh, you know, and then bigger versions, whatever it was from 1967, you know, whatever, you know, so it's kind of hard to say, you know what I mean? Aha! Uh -huh. So, and you're telling the story anyway? Sure! Because, listen, Chazal tell us many times, Mesholem, uh, great stories that we can learn a Gavaldic lesson from. So, even though I personally, uh, from the information that was given to me by Mendy Z, uh, and the research that I did, it doesn't match, you know, uh, that everything, all the pieces fit into the puzzle together, but it was done very well, the story, meaning, well, whoever did it, I don't know who it is, because I told Mendy Z, I know, you don't want to know who it is, because you don't want to be compared. That's right. But what I mean is that the story, the way he gave me the facts, <laughs> they're very good, and it's a very interesting story. I love it very much. Uh, just that I'm going to say, it's probably a muscle. And it's placed in a historical setting, which means things like this did happen in that area, but I don't think in that area, in different areas. So any names that I use in this story, you should know, is not true names. And any place that I use in the story, uh, they might be a true place, but it doesn't necessarily mean that the actual story happened there, Okay. Uh, now that we got that straight, and now that you got that straight, you're going to tell the story? Yes, I am. Okay. Okay, so based on my research that things of this story could have happened in many different years, so I chose to pick a little bit around 1967 after the 67 war. Ah, you mean it's the questionnaire Israel? <coughs> well, yeah, kind of. Um, I would say... Um, yeah, in, in Yerushalayim, we could start it out there. Maybe it happened in 68, maybe a year later. Okay, yeah, it's a nice setting, okay? So remember, everything is uh, historical fiction, the way I'm setting everything. But the Gmaise, Mamesh, Gewaldik, and you could see that things like this can actually happen. Yes, yes, yes. And I personally, I don't know about you, Yossi, well, if it happened to you, it could have happened to me, you know. Uh, yeah, it's possible. Anyway, so um, I personally had certain things that I thought, oh, man, ay, 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 how could this happen to me? Uh, 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 uh. And then all of a sudden, I see it works out even better than what I thought it was. And what I thought was gone and lost, it turns out it wasn't. I even got something better instead. You know what I mean? Aha. Uh -huh. Okay. Now, instead of talking riddles, can you get right into the story? You know what? I got a great idea. Yeah, what is it? Uh, I think I'm going to start the story as soon as you're quiet. Okay. All right, so this story, we're going to take place, okay, in the late 60s, I would say 67, 68, in Yerushalayim, where we're going to follow this person, uh, Herschel Rizik. Herschel Rizik... Uh, not his real name. Right. Okay, but we already said that already. Uh, oh, yeah, right. Anyway, so Heschel Rizek was a very, very big masmid. And he, Mamish, loved to learn Tyra. And he had a good head on his shoulder. You mean like it wasn't made in China or something like that? Very funny. It was born from a very illustrious family of Tamidi Chachomim. And, of course, he himself was uh, Mamish, uh, you know, probably like his name is Rizik, so he, he uh, was very, you know, big Rizik Masvid. Anyways, so he learned all day and so on and so forth, and then it was time for him to get married, and sure enough, he got married, and his in-laws bought him a small apartment somewhere in Yerushalayim, and of course, it was a small apartment, because it had like one bedroom and a kitchen or whatever it is. Anyways, his wife respected him and loved it that he went to learn Torah. And she would put up with him as much as possible. But then one child came along. And then another child came along. And then another child came along. And then another child came along. Why did he let him into his house? Why did he let all these children in if he has no room to keep these children? I mean, he was a nice guy. He liked to put up these guys in his house. 
No, 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 no. When I said a, a child came along, uh, it means he had a child born. His wife gave birth to a son and eventually had six or seven kinderlach, and it was like really getting cramped in the house. And as the kids were getting older, they were saying, Tati, 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 I'm hungry. What are we going to eat? I'm thirsty, I'm thirsty. Can I have some milk? And of course, this was getting to him and his wife, and he realized he has to go and finally work a little bit. But he wanted to work. Uh, you know what? Um, uh, why should I tell you? Uh, uh, um, Herschel, are you there? Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> Pardon me, Harusa, but um, Rabbi Erebus has called me. Uh, yes, yes, what can I do for you? Um, um, uh, what can you do for me? Okay, now we're going to pretend that you're speaking in Yiddish or Lashon HaKadosh because you live in Israel and you don't speak much English. I don't. I don't speak much English, so what am I doing now? <laughs> That's because, you see, if you spoke right now in Lashon HaKadosh or in modern-day Hebrew or Yiddish, uh, many of the people in the audience that listen to us uh, on J-Root and <laughs> uh, the Naki Radio will not be able to understand what you're saying. So we're going to pretend that you're talking in Hebrew or in Yiddish, okay? Uh, uh, okay, okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, this is what I'm taking over? Yeah, yeah, that's the part you're taking over. Okay, okay. What am I going to do? I have a big problem here. My mishpoch kanina is growing. I have seven kindlech kanina. And I have nine mouths to feed. The kindlech and my wife and I myself. And we can live in a small little apartment. I see I have no choice. I have to go out to work a bissel. But how am I going to work? I don't know any skills. What can I do? What am I going to be, a schlepper? I'm not such a strong guy. I'm a smart person, but not such a schlepper. I'm going to have to look for a job. And so sure enough, Herschel Riesig went out to look for a job. And he looked here, and he looked there, and he looked everywhere. But no job was available. But you know what? Herschel Riesig wasn't just a big masmid. It was a big balamuna and betochen. And so he dove into Hashem in his own way, and he said, I'm trying to make his status of here. It's true that I want to find a job that I can still find time to learn. But, you control panosa. You control what a person makes, okay? So what am I going to do? What is this? It seems like Hashem has answered my tefillahs. What is this? A sign by the bakery. Let me come a little close and see the sign. Oh, wow. I can't believe it. I don't believe what I'm seeing. This is a sign advertising for uh, a job. A mashgiach. A mashgiach. A person that has to watch everything. A givaldic, givaldic, givaldic. I like this job. I could do it. I know quite a lot about halach, about kashus. Of course. I've learned this many, many times before. Ah, oh, it's givaldic, givaldic, givaldic. Sure. And then I could find time to learn in between. What is it? If you have the goyish worker, I just have to light the oven, and then they could continue accordingly. It's givaldic, givaldic, givaldic. I love it. I love it. I love it. Sure, 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 sure. Not a problem. Okay. Let me go inside the store. All right. Uh, who is next? Who is next? Who is next? Well, a piece, Shani boy. You want to buy some challah, a cup of shabbos, even though it's uh, Tuesday. Uh, but, you know, you can put it in the freezer and warm it up in the oven. I'm, I'll, I'll, you know, uh, I'll give you a good bargain because I have some leftover from last week. Hello? Anybody? Anybody? Oh, oh, oh. What, what, what's the matter? Uh, excuse me. Are you the owner of the bakery? No, I'm just a worker here. Oh, oh I see. Um, can I speak to the owner? Eh, uh, uh, one second. Mecher! Mecher! Somebody wants to see you. He probably wants to sell you some stale bread or something. Or, judging from the way he's dressed, he probably wants the Nadova. Eh, Mechum? Alright, I'm on it. I'm coming. I'm coming. Ah, Minado. Uh, you want to see me? Uh, yes, yes, yes. I, I saw your sign in the window. Ah, 
about the black and whites for being on sale for 50% off, uh, that one, or the rugelach, which one? I'm talking about the sign that says for mashgiach. Eh, you are mashgiach, but, um, um, listen, I'm a koilal younger man. That's all I am. I sit and I learn all day. I know quite a lot about the lochas of, of, of Kashris. And now, can I know how my mishpoch is starting to grow a little bit? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I thank Hashem for all the kindleach that he gave me and everything like this, but I got to support them. And it's time for me to go work. And what better job can I do than being a mashkiach? I don't have to lift heavy boxes and things like that. But you know what? Being a mashkiach is givaldic because then I can still find time to learn. I see what you're saying. All right, very good. Okay, I will try you out. And sure enough, he tried him out. And he tried him out, and he's saying, Excuse me, excuse me, just a minute now. You cannot put that in there just like that. Let me see that box. No, 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 no. You can't use this. Out in the garbage he goes. And Mechel, this worker is the third time that he tried to smuggle in something that is not with a reliable heksha. I think maybe he should warn him he's going to get fired. Hey, listen here. Hamad, if you do this again, you are fired. You understand? Okay. I'm very, very sorry. Not do it again. I'm very sorry. I have family to support. Uh, yes, but you can support your family at the risk of Jewish people eating non-kosher food. I'm very sorry. I'm going to watch you very carefully. Okay, please. I'll be very careful. And sure enough, he was a good mashkiach. And Mechel liked him. You know something. I like you very much. You do a good job. You're saving me money. And you're preventing me from saving trev. You know, <laughs> the, 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 the organization, the Badats, he's going to give me uh, uh, only if it's reliable. But if something turns out that they find out I'm not reliable anymore, I lose my ashgocha. I lose my ashgocha. I lose my business. I'm going to keep you here. You're very good. I like this. I like this very, very much. And sure enough, he stayed for a very long time. And he began to notice certain things besides, you know, being in Mashkiach and finding time to learn. He started to see some people coming into the bakery on Thursday. Hello, show them a lichem. And you know, Air uh, Shabbos is tomorrow, and I want to get a good start uh, to buy the Groysachalas. You understand the big hollers? Because, you know, my husband and I, we have a leaf shop for hollers. And if you think we have a leaf shop for Hollis, if we love Hollis, you should see our Kindler. They can never get enough. So I, 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 I like to buy a big Hollis for me, for my husband, and a medium-sized Hollis for all my kind of Kindler. Eh, very interesting. Uh, well, I'm sorry, I only have Bilkalach left. Or everybody else took all the big holes and the medium-sized holes. What do you mean? Just pull out of the oven and get me some more. I'm sorry. Don't have any more. Uh, sorry, uh, you know, there's just a limit how much could be baked, you know. And suddenly at that moment, a thought occurred to Herschel. I give out. That person would love to buy mochalas. But look at the shelves. They're pretty much empty. They only got the bilkulas left. Wow, wow, wow. Hmm. It's a big problem over here. But, you know, they bake constantly. They bake through the night. Ay, ay, ay. And Thursday, whew, they certainly bake through the night. Ay, 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 ay. And yet they don't seem to have enough. People always want more. Ay, ay, ay. Got to find a way how to bake more. But, um, uh, uh, excuse me, Mechel. Yes, what is it, uh, Herschel? Uh, let me ask you something. I noticed that you have customers. Ah, very good, Mashkir. You have your eyes open all the place. Of course I have customers. <laughs> if I don't have customers, <laughs> I can't sell things. Can't sell things. I don't make money. If don't make money, I can't pay your salary. <laughs> nice sense of humor. Okay. No, tell me. What is? I was just noticing that, you know, you have some customers that come in here to buy, and then you ran out of uh, chalas, uh, you know, things like that. And the uh, Friday, I noticed that some people come and they just want Badafka seven-layer cake, and you're out of the seven-layer cake. You don't even have a two-layer cake. Ay, 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 what should I tell you? 
You're losing customers. I'm not losing customers because they have no place else to go. When they go to the other bakery, he also runs out of things. We all run out of things. Unfortunately, there's more customers than there are bakeries. And the oven is just a limit. You know, we can't bake faster than the oven bakes, for Steister. So there's a certain amount of hours in the day and night, and we bake as much as we can, but uh, not my fault that the Rebbeinu Shalom sends can I know so many people that want to buy challahs and cakes before Shabbos. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So I see. Uh, you don't mind if I study the oven, do you? Uh, study the oven? What are you going to do? Um, uh, tell the oven to talk to him nicely and say, Mr. Oven, work a little faster? Uh, not exactly that way. Um, but, uh, you know, like, what happens? What happens if there was an oven that could bake a little faster? And that would be very nice. Then we could bake more things, and we could sell more things. That's right. I agree with you. So you don't mind if I study these things a little bit and see what's going on, because I really want to bake things a lot more faster for you. I mean, you baking. I mean, I would like to see it bake faster so you can make more money. And perhaps, maybe, I, as your mashkiach, could end up uh, giving the mashkir job to someone else who needs it. What? And then what would you do? Uh, well, I would make money off of the invention. <laughs> you think a base of medrash bucha is what we do? I'm not a base of medrash bucha. I'm a koil of younger man. Uh, you think a koil of younger man like you, Herschel Riesig, is going to be able to invent something that's going to make a lot of money? Well, other people have, and why can't I? Everything's in the British land's hands, you know. If Hashem wants that I should be able to invent something that is going to be Rizidik, then, of course, I'm going to invent something. Okay, I'm just going to study it, all right? All right, study it. We fill the wheels, okay? How much you want, you can study. Not a problem. And study it, he did. Oh, boy, did he study it. He watched everything about it. He started to take notes. All right, now let me see now. So here's where the fire goes. So anything on the lower shelves in the oven bakes a lot faster. Anything on the top bakes a lot slower. Now over here, there's not enough even flow of the fire, of the heat. So therefore, in the middle, doesn't bake as much as the ends. Now if he doesn't rotate the ends properly, then, hmm, I see. Very interesting. Hmm. Very, very interesting. Now, what happens if there was a way to um, get rid of the excess air, but recycle the hot air, push it in, and then bake, and then have a thermostat that would be checking the temperature so it could be made properly at all times? Hmm. I wonder. Hmm. Let me sit down and research a little bit. Rabbi Erf, did he go to Google? He went to his computer and... Huh, did he do that? Uh, actually, in the 60s, late 60s, uh, computers uh, were not as popular as now. I mean, there were computers, but <laughs> huge, humongous computers, but nothing like now. No compact laptops and things like that. And it wasn't common. So the research was done by speaking to people in the business. What kind of business? You know, in the oven business. And also to speaking to people uh, that know things about the science of how heat works to bake things. And then, of course, he went to libraries and read a lot of books. Ah, oh, but what about learning Torah? Ah, but there was a mitzvah that he had to make parnasa. So his hetta was that he began thinking, you know what, uh, Herschel, you tell Yassi. All right, all right, Yassi, listen carefully. The Zach is like this. My goal is, if I can make an invention to make some sort of an oven that can go over and uh, produce uh, quicker baked stuff and it should be tasty and good, then of course, of course, of course, you know what that means, then I will be able to make a lot of money and I can go back to sitting and learning because my product will be sold on the market and I'll just get from the royalties of the, whatever they call it, the invention, whatever. You understand what I'm saying? Aha, I get it. Okay, okay, Rabbi Erf, back to the story. Uh, we are in the story. Uh, Herschel Rizag is continuing because he just told you what his plans were. Oh, forgot about that. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. 
Now, let me see now. Let me sit down over here and see what I got. So now, according to this, let me draw a little bit. I'm not the best of artists, okay? The Rabbi Herb says, uh, yes, 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 I'm in the store, you know what I mean? Okay, so let me, let me draw over here like this. So this is a standard oven like this, and the heat comes from here. But what happens if something could blow the heat over here, circle around here, then this would cook, and this would bake. Now, if the heat was even, then you could put something in the back of the oven and in front of the oven, and this would bake at the same time as this, and they would all bake equally and taste very good. Hmm. I got to experiment on this uh, thing. In my plans to work, they say, I got to speak to some sort of an engineer that can help me out. All right, uh, let me go and research for an engineer. And so he went to research for an engineer, and he found one. And this engineer, he said, Oh, Habibi, what can I do for you? Hey, Habibi, uh, let me hear your plans. Aha, uh-huh. let me see the paper. Ah, very interesting. So you want me to make you a prototype model to see if it works? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Can you do this for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could do this for you for 300 shekels. 300 shekels? Uh, yeah, that's to make it. And to make it work, another 200 shekels. You need 500 shekels? Yeah, yeah. What do you think? I'm going to do this for nothing? Oh, no, no, no. I was just hoping that I could pay you when I make my money. Ah, and if it doesn't make money, then I lose time and money? No, 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 no. Habibi, Habibi. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. You want me to do this? You have to pay me. I'm sorry. All right, all right. I'll raise the money. Now, where am I going to get the money? And so he went to his brother-in-law. Are you telling me... That you're going to invent a thing to make the cooking and the baking much faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have an engineer who's willing to work on it and develop it for me. But it's going to cost money. All right. Here's uh, uh, two little coins. No, no, no. I'm talking about I need to raise 500 shekels. <laughs> 500 shekels? You think I got 500 shekels to burn? No, 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 no. If you give me 400, I'll be fine. Nah, no way. And, of course, it took a while. He convinced his brother to give a little here and there. And he convinced some neighbors and some friends. And eventually he raised the 500 shkollim. And then the engineer got to work. Okay. So, in concept, you want me to create something that blows. You mean I should take a little fan and bring the thing. Now, the heat goes out. Normally, there's a like a vent and the heat goes out. You want to take this heat and recycle it back inside, so there's always a constant heat. Now, what happens if too much heat is in the oven? The food will burn. Uh, yeah, that's correct. And so, therefore, I'm asking you to have some sort of a thermostat that when it reaches a certain temperature, the vent releases the excess heat. So, therefore, only maintains the temperature that's necessary to bake. Ah, tall order. You know what, Habibi? I like you. I like you very much. I like what you're doing. I like it very much. So you know what I'm going to do. I tell you exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to do it for you. Yes. Not a question about it. I'm going to do this for you. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Uh, Would you have the money? Uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know what? You said you need money. I'll give you money. I'm going to give you 300 shekels now, and the other 200 shekels when you complete the model, and I see it works. Otherwise, you're back to the drawing board. Uh, your time won't go to waste. I'm paying you. Ah, uh, you drive a hard bargain. But you know, you're very sincere about this, and I like this. This idea was never done before. I like it very much. Okay, I'm going to work on it, Habibi. Okay, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. And you're not going to give this idea to anybody else? Ah, oh, are you kidding? Everybody's stealing from everybody else the patents and everything. <laughs> I don't want to do that because you look honest, and I'm sure you're going to include me in the invention, yes? Uh, right, 100%. And you'll get your fair share if necessary, okay? But I'm paying you what you're supposed to be doing, so you really... All right, I understand, I understand. You're paying me for my work, and that's it, and I'm not a partner. But if, on the other hand, if you did everything for free... Uh, then you could be a partner. All right, all right. I don't know if the venture will work or not and be uh, coming. 
But uh, certainly this is such a big thing and nobody can have this in their own home. I don't want it in a home. I want it in a commercial bakeries. The bakeries that bake for everybody else. <laughs> a home can't carry such a thing like this, right? Yes, yes. And you're telling me you sit and you learn all day? Well, not all day anymore because I'm a mashgiach. Uh, you're mashgiach. And from being a mashgiach, you go over and you could do this invention. You are very smart. Oh, yeah? Well, I use my Gomorrah head. I, I, I study things and I figure out things. I have a what the Mamarabim used to say about a Gomorrah cup. Ah, good Gomorrah cup. Okay, very nice, very nice. Okay, not a problem. And so he spent some time inventing this thing. And finally, after about a week or two, he called him up and he said, Habibi, Habibi Herschel, Rizig, Etzertzi, I got your invention prototype ready. Ah, very good. I'm coming down to see it. All right. Uh, come, hurry, hurry, hurry. Okay, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. Ive is me. Here is the place. Why does it smell like smoke over here? Okay, let me uh, knock on the door. Hello? Hello? Why is the bell out of order? I'm coming, I'm coming. Uh, have a seat, but watch out. It might be covered with water. Well, what do you mean it's covered with water? Well, <laughs> there was a few times when I was working on your invention uh, that this oven exploded. Huh? What do you mean? It's dangerous? No, not anymore. I got all the kinks out. And I got all the windows out. <laughs> Look around you. Oh, my goodness. They bought it up. Uh, don't worry. With your money that you pay me, I could buy more windows. Anyways, yeah, it was a very interesting experiment because, you know, with all of this, it heated up until I got the right temperatures. You know that the heat should go out from the automatic vents and everything like that. So it built up and the oven exploded a few times. It's all right. Don't worry. The fire department came down on time. Everything was good. Don't worry. Don't worry, Habibi. Alts in Ardenug. Don't worry. <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. Now, Habibi, do you know what you have to do next? What do you mean, what I have to do next? Well, you have to find a manufacturer who's going to do this. So listen here. Uh, if you pay me the other 200 shekels, I'll draw you up the the uh, blueprints of this, this invention, and I'll write all the details and everything. And not only that, I'll put it in English for you. Because here in Eretz Israel, you're not going to find anybody to want to do it. But I heard that in Dallas, Texas, okay, in Dallas, Texas, is a very rich man. Very hard to get an appointment with him. His name is Marvin Bushmeister, okay? Marvin Bushmeister might be like a billionaire or something, you know? Very well-to-do man. He's a very big entrepreneur. An entrepreneur? What's that? A person has his hands in many, many business. He takes risk factors, but he is very careful. He's a very smart man, and he only takes a risk factor in something that he thinks will work. Something that he thinks will work? Yeah, 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 yeah. If he doesn't think it'll work, he won't do it. Oh, really? Very interesting. Hmm. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Uh, one minute, please. Okay, so if I understand correctly as I'm thinking about what you just said, in that one minute that you just gave me, I figured out that I gotta learn to get in touch with him. It's not gonna be so easy. Getting appointment with him is not so easy, but you could try. Uh, go ahead and try. All right, okay. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. i give you a hint. You gotta find somebody who knows somebody that knows somebody that could know somebody that somebody is close enough uh, to Marvin uh, Bushmeister. Uh-huh. Okay. So I have to find like something like his Alta Baba Suda. It's related the first time cousin, second time removed, the fourth time uh, whatever. Okay, I got the idea. Okay, I, 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 I dare, I dare, I dare. And so he began to do research. And he was, you know, uh, got the phone number, locations, and everything. And he calls up the secretary. Hello? How can I help you? This is uh, 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 Bushmaster Enterprises. How can I help you? Uh, hello. Uh, 
Uh, I'm not speaking uh, very good English. I'm coming from uh, Israel, and uh, I need to make an appointment. I'm sorry, I don't understand you. Uh, call back when you can understand yourself. Goodbye. Oy. She hung up on me. What did I do? I don't speak good English. I don't know. Oy, 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 oy. Oh, that was Hungarian, I think. Oy. Hold what? Oy, 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 oy. What are I going to do? Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I know what I'm going to do. I got to get a hold of myself and take a little crash course English course. And so that's what he did. Uh, Herschel Riesig went over and he took a crash course in a little bit of English and he began to learn to speak some English, although a stickle broken, but nonetheless he did. And he calls up the secretary again. Hello, how can I help you? Uh, yes, hello. Uh, I want to make an appointment with Marvin uh, uh, Bushmeister. <laughs> you and the whole world. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. It ain't so easy to get an appointment with him. You better have something really good. Well, uh, I don't want the secret to get out of the head, so I'm not telling you the secret. But I need time, and I'm sure you, if you don't give the time, and he finds out I took the invention somewhere else, you're going to be out of a job. Oh, do you have to do it that way? You sound too smart for me. All righty. Okay, let me see what I can do for you. Hmm. All right, I have a 15-minute slot three months from now on a Monday morning, okay? Now, you got our address, obviously, because you got our phone number. Uh, you better be there at uh, 10.30 in the morning. Uh, yeah, that's what I said. Well, not that's what I'm saying now. 10.30 in the morning, Monday morning. You better not be late because you only got a 15-minute slot. If you're late, you miss it. Too bad. It could take you months or years to get another apartment. Uh, okay, thank you very much. Uh, my name is uh, Herschel Riesig. All right, Herschel Reach kick. Okay, got it. Ay, 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 ay. Now, what am I going to do? Uh, with my broken English, I, I explained to her, I got this appointment. Now, I got to raise money to be able to fly to Dallas, Texas. And sure enough, he got a broker from his Rebbe that he deals with. And I don't know who it was, but nonetheless, obviously, it must have been some guzzle of some sort. And with the prospects of that, he was able to make money and eventually go back to the coil and everything like that and continue supporting others and even be a big bal tzedakah. So they gave him the bracha, you know, because it's in the long run that the long, the big picture, like they say. And so what happened was his, that's exactly what he did. He went raising money and he raised enough money to fly down to Dallas, Texas. And there he was at the airport. Going from the uh, Israeli side, that was not a problem. Leaving from Tel Aviv Airport was not a problem. Now he's arriving uh, in in uh, New York. Uh, no, sorry, Dallas, Texas. Did I say New York? Yeah, you did. You meant Dallas. Yes, I meant Dallas. Okay, he arrives in Dallas, Texas Airport and everything, and he's coming out there and... People very interesting out there because uh, he, he was Israeli and they're, you know, like Texans, you know. How do you do, sir? How do you do? How do you do? Welcome, welcome to Dallas, Texas. All righty. Now, um, uh, make yourself comfortable over here and uh, you need a taxi. Uh, eventually, I will need a, a taxi. Yes, 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 yes. All right. That's my job over here, to call first available taxi. Uh, all right, all right. All right, but that, that old man over there is first, okay? Yeah, uh, uh, uh. All right, I am here now with my taxi. Uh, 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 oh, this one, I take the old man. Okay, old man, bring your luggage inside. Aren't you going to help me? I'm an old man. Please. I need some help. I can't carry this myself. I'm sorry. I'm just a driver. I I am a bad stomach and uh, I'm not lifting things. Uh, I'm very sorry. Oh, my goodness. I see an opportunity for a Kiddush Hashem. Okay. 
Uh, I don't want to lose my attache case here. I have all of my papers here. Uh, let me just make sure I have everything. Uh, let me put this down right next to this over here. Okay. Uh, 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 and I mean, excuse me, sir. Yes. What is it? I would like to help you. This man, for some reason, he's not able to help you load up the, the, the car, the taxi. I'll help you. You do that? I don't even know you. Listen, you see, by the way I dress, I'm a Jewish person. And we Jewish people are taught to do chesed, to do kindness, to help other people out. Now, you're not a youngster, and you can't help yourself out. And this taxi driver, for whatever reason is, he can't help you. So, uh, I'll help you. Here, let me help you load. Oh, you're so nice. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate what you're doing for me. Wow, so nice of you. Yes, yes. Thank you, thank you. And sure enough, he helped him schlep everything inside. And everything was put in a taxi. And there he goes. Uh, uh, okay, now there's one more thing I have to do. And watch that. You don't want a tip, do you? Uh, no, I didn't do it for any tip. I want to help you into the taxi. Oh, it's so kind of you. I'll just grab my little suitcase here. Thank you. Ah, uh, sure, no problem. Uh, sei That means be well. Take care. Okay, now, out of the way. I don't want to hit you by mistake. Let me drive off. <laughs> and, of course, he drove off. And as he drove off, <laughs> Herschel said, Wow, that was Givaldic. A good feeling to do a chesed. All right, now let me get my attaché case. And let me get my attaché case. And let me get my attaché case. Um... Excuse me, you were standing the whole time, weren't you? Yes, I was. I was standing here the whole time. That's my job. Uh, did you see what happened? There's a little suitcase. Oh, yeah, that little suitcase. Uh, the man, when he got into his car, he grabbed it. He thought it was his. Wasn't it his? Oh, no, I put his in the trunk of the taxi. That one was mine. Oh, no. Do you know where they're going? Uh, sorry, I have no idea. Hey, Vesmir. No, I lost everything. I don't remember everything, Balper. Even though I chazed it so many times in English, what am I going to do? Uh, let me call up the secretary and try to explain. Uh, maybe I could change the appointment. Hello, how are you? Oh, excuse me, what's your name? Hershel uh, uh, Reezy. Oh, yes, you have a 10.30 appointment tomorrow. Don't be late. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just wondering because there was a little mix-up here at the airport. That's not my problem. You better be here. Oh, uh, you don't understand. Uh, somebody by mistake took my attaché case and all the papers with everything that I had, all the plans and everything I wanted to explain to Mr. Marvin, uh, uh, uh Bushmeister were in there. And, uh, I have to wait until I can get another set here delivered here. Uh, is it possible to push off the appointment? <laughs> Don't be ridiculous, okay? Uh, you can't do that. If you don't make your appointment tomorrow, then I'm sorry to tell you this, that you're going to have a very big problem because there ain't going to be another appointment available for almost a year. Oh, no, no, I can't wait a year. I borrowed so much money to invest in this project, I got to pay them back. Uh, I'm, I'm very sorry. Okay, uh, you know what? I'll be there. You'll be here. And I'll do the best I can. Uh, you do that. And so... He went to his hotel room where he was staying and he made sure that he made arrangements to have a hotel room near a place where he could, you know, have Mignonim around for Mincha Mayrim and everything like that. And uh, people were asking him in Shul, Shulm Aleichem, Mushmachtayid, how are you? Where are where you from? I'm, I'm from Eretz Israel. Ayid was came from Eretz Israel. Gewaldik. Hester, hey, uh, 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 Martin, you are from the younger generation. Say hello to Mr. Uh, uh, Herschel Rizik. To Mr. Herschel Rizik. Uh, 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 hello there. Hello there. How are you, sir? Oh, so nice. And there you are. What, what brings you down here to Texas? Uh, well, I have some business over here. Um, I have a little project that I I, uh, I want to show uh, maybe that Marvin Bushmeister uh, will look at it and take it upon himself and then maybe I can make money and I can go back to learning in Kailal full time again. 
Oh, you got some big, uh, big, big eyes to think you could do that. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Did you actually get an appointment with Marvin Bushmaster? Everybody knows he's so hard to get a hold of. I mean, how did you manage to get a hold of him? You actually got an appointment? Yes, I do. I have an appointment tomorrow morning at 10.30. 10.30 tomorrow morning. Wow. I, I, wow, it's unbelievable. I, I live here in Dallas, and I couldn't get an appointment. How did you get an appointment? Well, you see, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's who you know. What do you mean by that? Well, I found out a seventh cousin, the 15th time removed, knew the first cousin that was one time removed, and who knew the second cousin was for 15 times removed, but the second to the power, whatever it is, bottom line is, I found somebody that knew uh, the secretary to make an appointment for me. And so I got one in. It was only a 15-minute slot. Oh, my goodness. Then you better be on time, because if you're not on time, well, I hate to tell you this, you ain't going to have a place there anymore. Yeah, I know. So I hope I can reserve a car. You did reserve a car. I'll take it in myself. Okay? You know, we're diving here tomorrow morning, chakras. After that, I'm going to take you there so you won't miss your appointment. You have your papers and everything that you have to show them. Oh, that's the problem. <laughs> it was a mix-up at the airport, and somebody else took my suitcase and by mistake. But you know what? Uh, everything becomes a Lateva. Uh, All right, but how did that mix-up happen? I mean... Weren't you careful? I mean, you have a big project. You want them to take it? Want to try to make money? I mean, didn't you hold on to your project? I mean, didn't you? Oh, yes, I did. But there came an opportunity to make a Kiddush Hashem, and I did. And I went over, and, and, and I, I helped this old man. Uh, a yid? No, uh, he, I, he didn't look like a yid. He was a goy. Um, and, and, but uh, made a Kiddush Hashem. I helped him. He was uh, not able to carry his suitcases and put it in the, in, in, in the taxi, but I did. Why didn't the taxi guy do it? Oh, he complained he had some sort of a stomach problem. I don't know. Whatever it is, he didn't do it, and I and I helped him. Wow, tired yid. Well, you know, maybe that's going to be a excuse to make sure your project gets there. I hope you remember everything. I'll see you tomorrow morning by Shakris, and then I'll take you straight there. Oh, thank you so much. But isn't that too early? No, never too early over there. When 10.30 comes, you better be ready to go right in. Okay, very good. And sure enough, the next day, he went to Davin Shachris over there. And he's inside, going to Davin Shachris. And there he is. And he meets this guy. And he says, uh, you, you know something? You don't have to call me Martin. You, 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 you know, I'm sure they don't use English names out there in Eretz Israel. You could call me by my Hebrew name. You can call me Mordechai. Oh, okay, Mordechai, I'm very happy that you're driving me. Do I have to give you any? No, you ain't going to take away my mitzvah. I'm going to do it. I know where he is. I've driven many people to Marvin Bushmaster. But let me tell you something. Just be ready for rejection because not everybody is a happy camper when they go to Marvin Bushmaster. Um, oh, okay, good to know. And so they got in the car. And the only thing that he could do while he was in the car was say a few kapitlach tehillim. And he davened to Rabbi Nishalaylam and he said, Please, Rabbi Nishalaylam, he was begging Hashem, Please, Rabbi Nishalaylam, I just want you to know that, you know, I, I did a chesed and I tried to make a kiddush Hashem. And, and, you know, whatever it is, please make it that I should be able to present it even though I don't have the papers, uh, I don't have the blueprints and everything. Please make it that I should present it enough that he should want to see the rest. And, and then I'll, when I go back to Israel, I'll send him the rest. Yes, please, please, Rabbi please, 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 please. And sure enough, he arrives over there. All right, uh, uh, here it is. You want me to wait because only a 15-minute appointment? Um, oh, 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 you don't mind? I absolutely not. Mitzvah's a mitzvah. Uh, what do you do for a living? <laughs> Generally, I happen to be I'm a private driver. I drive people around. And this one's going to be a mitzvah. Oh, I, I really appreciate it. Don't you worry about a thing. Everything fine. You just go right ahead. Uh, thank you. I, I certainly will. And he goes into the building and he presses the elevator button. And the elevator comes down. And the door's open. And he goes inside and he presses the seventh floor. Ding, dong. Or, or depending what kind of elevator it is. Anyways, finally the elevator goes up. And it comes on the seventh floor. It was one of those modern elevators considered from the late 60s. And it'll go, seventh floor. And he goes out, 
and he looks for the big door that says Marvin Bushmeister. But it didn't say Marvin Bushmeister, it said Bushmeister Enterprises. And he goes in through the door, and he sees the secretary there. Hello there, may I help you? Uh, yes, yes, you may. My name is, is Herschel Riesing. I have a 1030 appointment. Oh, my goodness, you're pretty punctual. <laughs> oh, yes, you got about 37 seconds to get in there. All right, one second. We'll wait, wait. All right, let me buzz you in. Uh, 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 Mr. Bushmaster, um, there's a Jewish fella to see you. Uh, very important. He has a, a meeting, but it's only 50 minutes. I hope you could uh, succeed in helping him or not help him. <laughs> Whatever. And sure enough, he goes in. It buzzes, buzzed in. <clears throat> Opens the door. <clears throat> and he walks in. And this big, burly fellow says, Well, well, well. Please, sir, have a seat. And your name is? Uh, my name is Heschel Riesig. Ah, and me, you know, as Marvin Bushmeister, right? You know that already. Uh, yes, yes, I do. All right. Now, what's your appointment about? You have 50 minutes to tell me uh, what you want. Well, you see, I really kind of invented a type of oven. Type of oven? Yes, 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 yes. You know, commercial bakeries, uh, they produce a lot of bread, cakes, and everything. But on the other hand, uh, there's just a limit how much they can produce because, you know, how big of an oven can you have and how many ovens can you have unless you have a tremendous store. So I was thinking about making an oven that could produce uh, baked things a lot faster without burning them. Really? That's what you were thinking about doing? And you can explain this to me in 15 minutes, which you already lost two minutes. Uh, well, yes, but you'll have to forgive me. I'll explain you the concept. But you see, I wanted to show you the blueprints and the plans and the diagrams and everything and how it works and everything and the results of a prototype testing and everything, except I was at the airport and on the way in, you know, so I had this problem. And actually, it wasn't a problem because I was helping this old man who the taxi driver didn't want to help carry his suitcases. And by mistake, I think I loaded together with it, I loaded my attache case. Wait a minute! Are you telling me? Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me! Wait a minute. You're Jewish, aren't you? Uh, yes, I am. Wow, wow, wow. So you're the person that my pappy, my father, was talking about. What, 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 what do you mean? Well, uh, my father told me that yesterday at the airport, uh, he wanted to come to my house, you know, and everything. I invited him to stay. Uh, see, uh, he's not out here from Dallas. We, we, we were uh, really raised in Baltimore, and then we came over here, and I'm here now, because uh, I have my enterprises over here. Anyhow, so let me tell you what's going on, all right, if you don't mind. Uh, you see, um, my father told me about that you helped him and everything, and then my father told me that he discovered that he took by mistake in the car your suitcase, your attaché case instead of his, and he didn't know your name and everything. He just said it was a Jewish fella, and uh, he wanted to find out who it belonged to, so I said if somebody did such a kind thing to my father and helped him out and didn't even know him, I should try to find out who he is and return his attaché case. But you didn't have a name on the front and everything. Uh, I did have a name, but it was in uh, Hebrew. Oh, that's what those things were? Hebrew? I'm sorry, I don't read that. I ain't Jewish, you know. Anyway, let me tell you what happened. So um, I opened it up to see if I could find some identifying thing in there, and I saw this thing uh, speaking. It was written in English, and it talked about making this uh, type of oven a speed oven. It was called a, the high-speed oven. And I decided, you know what? Let me take a look at it. And you know what? Uh, my father told me that uh, I should try to help this person out. And I'm looking and looking, and I said, wow, this is very interesting. And it took me a few hours to study everything to realize this could be a very big product. And it, it, it could really work. And I'm willing to take it upon myself. Wow, wow, this is all in a Shemayim. What? 
Uh, it's from the heavens above. Don't you understand? Uh, I only had a 15-minute appointment with you, and I would never be able to explain this all in 15 minutes, and you're such a busy man, always having your hands in many different things. That's right. That's how I make money. I make quick decisions, but are oh, real good ones. And this year, if I looked at the first glance, I would think it's nothing because nobody else did this yet. And then when I study everything, it's brilliant. It's simply brilliant. I'm willing to produce this for you. Let us sign a contract. Wow, what a hashkochem in a shemayim. Unbelievable. This could never happen. If I had my 15-minute appointment and I had the thing, I wouldn't be able to show him everything. But the fact that there was a mix-up, min hashemayim, unbelievable, unbelievable. There was such a mix-up min hashemayim that what ended up happening was, I can't believe it. I can't believe my eyes and ears what I'm hearing and seeing and and. Because my attaché case, Ben Hashemayim, got mixed up, and then he got a chance to see it, and it would never be done if I had a 15-minute appointment. Wow, 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 wow. So, uh, I'm willing to make a deal. Now, I'm known as a very honest man. I like to keep it that way because I want people to invest in me. If they find out I'm not honest and I cheat people, then they ain't going to want to invest in me, and they ain't going to want to trust me. So I invest in things that I think are going to be working. That's how I became a billionaire. So I'm willing to do this. Now let's sit down and work out the details of the contract. And so, sure enough, they sat down and they worked out the details of the contract. And sure enough, he explained himself to uh, Mr. Bushmeister. And so you see, I, I, I really would rather that you handle everything and you make all the sales and everything because that's what you do. I'm a one-person man. I don't have a big enterprise like you. And I would just like to receive my shares from this product and, and, and uh, be paid so this way I could go back to Israel and I could learn my holy Torah and support my family and, and be a Baal Tzedakah. A Baal what? Uh, um, I guess you would call a philanthropist. Oh, give charity. I see. That's very good. I like that. You know what? Maybe I should give more charity. You know, you taught me a lot of things here. Wow, wow, wow. All right. Let's uh, work out the details of how the money will come and everything. Mm, okay. Does this satisfy you? Uh, well, I, I took an English course. I could read this enough to understand. Yes, 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 yes. All right. So you sign here. I sign here. We have witnesses over here. Okay, good. And now we're in business. And you may fly back to Israel. And uh, when the product is ready, I will let you know. And then when the time comes when we start selling it, you're going to make your profits. And sure enough, uh, Herschel Rizek went back to Eretz Israel. And the first thing was his brother was up. All right, tell me. Where is my money? Hey, relax, relax. I saw Heschel Rizek. That's me. Sorry, I saw myself in the mirror. <laughs> Come on, no jokes now, Heschel. My money. All right, all right. I had an appointment with Marvin Bushmeister. And let me tell you what happened. And he told over the Meister Shkacha. And pretty soon, within a couple months, I'll have my money and your money. And everybody else's money. And I'll pay them back. You'll see. Don't worry so much. Ah, uh, <laughs> All right, if you say so. And sure enough, he said so. And people came and, and the bakery guy said, um, Listen to me, you know, I like you very much. I really do. But you know, while you were away, the buche that you sent me, the elte buche, to send as a mashgiach, he's doing a very good job. And he's willing to do it for less money than you did. So, um, I don't... I, uh, it's all right. You don't have to tell me. You want to use him? Color covered. Because I was going to quit. What? But I treated you so nicely. I know you did. But now, the idea that I can help you and so many others came to fruition. Hashem Yisbaruch helped me. And he told him over the whole story. Unbelievable. So I'll be able to buy this oven and I can bake more things and sell more things? Yes, 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 yes. So I want you to keep this bucker here. And Mr. Shem, when he gets married, I want you to keep him to, too. Maybe you can give him a raise because he's going to raise a family. <laughs> okay, so anyways, uh, Alts is an Ordnung, right? Uh, yeah, okay, fine. 
And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. He was able to make money. And Mamish's first payments came. He bought a bigger dira so his family could live comfortably. And yes, he went to back to learning in the Kailel, but he didn't take any money from there, from the Kailel. He wanted to go to other people because he was making money from his shears, from the profits of this invention. And sure enough, he became a Baal Tzedakah as well. And of course, this story ended happily, as you can see, the power of Hashkocha, that not all things seem the way they are. Well, Rabbi, it's perfect timing. It's time to say goodbye. Yes, yes. So everybody have a wonderful Shabbos and a great weekend. Goodbye. Goodbye.